Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Welcome to another episode of Words and Nerds, where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. Today, I welcome Sarah Bailey for episode two of The Writing Diaries, where we document her journey of writing an entire manuscript from the beginning of July to Christmas. We're going to record all the glory, all the tears, hopefully more glory than tears. Welcome to this special spin-off where you are in the hot seat once again, Sarah Bailey. Thank you, Danny. Um, yes, good to be here. Um, you're I'm back. You came back. Everyone, yes, I'm excited to give everybody an update. <laughs> I'm excited to hear the update. I was thinking about that today. I thought, wonder how the word count's gone. So take us out of suspense. How many words had you started with two weeks ago? So I was I was on just over 25,000 words when we spoke last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it has been three weeks. So Three weeks, okay. You know, of goodness. Um, God, but time I, flies. I know, it really does. Um, but I'm just shy of 40,000 words. Okay, well done. Now, my maths isn't great, but 15,000 words in yep. three yep. weeks, 5,000 a week. Oh, I'm, yep. I should be a Which statistician. Is, loosely, yeah, it's loosely, I think it's loosely the target that we talked about. Yeah, I think um, we so said about good. five, about um, five a week. So how did yeah. you crack five? Yeah. Was it a five a week or was it seven here, two there? Was it evenly spread? Uh, it's been like completely chaotic and just um, random. It's also been assisted by the weather, I think, mm-hmm. because this past weekend particularly in Melbourne was was very cold and I didn't actually have um, a lot of things planned. So I did spend quite a lot of time this past weekend um writing which was really which was really good actually and like I'm not too bad at writing in little pockets of time but I do like when I have a big slab of time I obviously just can really sort of sit there and get a whole lot of words down and um, I think I'm in that kind of nice place now where there's a bit of momentum I'm kind of thinking one chapter ahead when I'm writing so I'm it's nice. I'm sort of like unlocking the next chapter as I'm writing a chapter. So I'm finding I'm able to kind of sit down and start getting into the writing quite quickly, mm. which is good. But um, I'm also aware that my my real danger zone, is, well, historically has been sort of like 50,000 words. And that's yep. when I get completely stuck. And I, and I know what the ending sort of vaguely is, but I honestly have no real thought on how to string together all the stuff between where I'm at and the ending. So um, I've, I've mainly written this book in a relatively linear way so far. Like I've, I've jumped around a little bit, but it's pretty much been like a story that I've told from start to like where I'm at. And then what tends to happen is I start to just like write random <laughs> scenes and chapters that I know I need to get um, 
written down and then I work out how to sort of like stitch them together. So um, that's probably like a little preview of what's to come. Mm. I, <laughs> I hear that 50,000 is the danger zone. I think last time when we did NaNoWriMo, that's what Holden Shepherd said. He said 50, you can get to 50 and it's okay. Post 50 is when it's the danger zone. You've got to push through that. So I think maybe next week we might be there <laughs> or next fortnight we might be past there hopefully. Yeah, maybe next time we talk, that would be good if that was if I was at fifty thousand words. And uh, I mean, my it, my books have all been over a hundred thousand words, mm. so it's annoying that forty thousand isn't even halfway. But <laughs> it's definitely, like, it's definitely a third. So I was, yeah, for sure. I was, yeah, pleased that I was kind of cracking the one third um, point. Um, but yeah, I think it's difficult with. I'm sure it's difficult with any books actually, but. I think with crime, you know, so much is about the setup and the idea. So you, you tend to, well, I tend to find anyway, you get quite a good rhythm going because you've been thinking normally about an idea and you, you're establishing everything and all the actions happening. And then you have to kind of work out how to sustain that mystery and, you know, put not red herring so much as just like put more information in about what's happening and who's thinking what about who. And it's good stuff, but it's just a bit more difficult to plot out because it's not as obvious perhaps. Mm. Like it's the bit where it's not as formulaic and not you don't, you know, have to sort of conventionally get certain things happening. So that's, I think, why it's a bit more challenging to sort of figure out that wilderness kind of part of the book. Um, and then the end, it goes back to being a little bit like even if you do something completely unconventional you sort of have to have an ending so you're sort of rounding out toward a goal so I think I mean I think it makes sense why the middle's tricky but you know you still have to do it so (laughs) and crimes like that too I think because there are so many um you know plot points and there are also the twists and you know I think from reading a lot of crime myself it's kind of like the double twist when you get to the end and so I guess you're trying to do the setup but then trying to think about you know your ending and, and what could, that could be do you have an ending in mind and historically has that ending changed or you don't have an ending at all I um I with this book in particular I definitely don't have a really clear ending in mind um this is probably the least clear I've actually ever been about the ending I've got like I know I know what the sort of key beats of the story are and I know uh, you know two big more things that need to happen in the story like big sort of reveal moments and kind of some of them relate to a subplot and something else is a bit more of a major piece so like I, I, I sort of have a bit of a plan but I definitely don't I don't have a clear ending to this story um, and you know all of my books are there's one main storyline and then there's kind of these other undercurrent subplot storylines happening. I'm probably, I have like a bit of a thought on what sort of resolves on one of the subplots, but I don't actually have the big plot sorted out at all. Um, Borderline, I don't actually even know who is responsible for some of the things that have happened yet. So (laughs) that will be interesting. Um, but I, I was actually thinking about this yesterday and, I, and I've, I've sort of said this before but it really came to my mind yesterday when I was thinking about talking to you today and I, I think there is something funny about crime where maybe solving it as you go makes it 
you know, a more genuine kind of crime mm. history. And it, I mean, at some point you've got to solve your crime that you're writing, right? Like whether or not you solve it straight away and you write like a beautiful synopsis and you plot it all out, like that is still you sort of solving your own crime that you've sort of laid out to start with. I just solve mine as I go. So it's, you know, it doesn't really matter how you get there. Obviously you get there, but it's funny to me sometimes when I sort of think, gosh, I don't even know who did it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love well, that. Like, it doesn't neither, matter. Neither know? to the police or the victim yet. So you're in the same boat. So it's like you're going on the journey with your characters. Yeah, and I think... I mean, maybe I'm just saying this because I actually can't plot to save myself, so I don't have an option. <laughs> like, it's sort of funny because I suppose in that way you are you are testing out different options and kind of discounting them. Mm. So I suppose you're sort of in a live sense going, I could do that, but that doesn't feel right because it's not genuine and maybe that doesn't really make sense from that character's motivation. So it's sort of like you're... You're figuring it out as you go, but you're also sort of strength testing the way that a person would read it. And so mm. maybe there's something nice in that. Maybe there's something you know. in that. Yeah, maybe there's a bit of authenticity in that as well. Yeah, it's maybe. like you sort of solve it yourself. Yeah. So I guess hopefully it makes sense because you've sort of <laughs> gone down all those different paths and gone, no, 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 that doesn't feel right. So um, anyway, I'm going with that because that's, that's what works for you. I write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you editing as you go? Because this little experiment we're doing is, you know, focused on word count predominantly. Does that mean you're going back and reading the chapter before, before you start? Are you editing or are you just cracking forward like a NaNoWriMo situation? No, I'm, I am definitely editing as I go. And I would say, I, I mean, I think probably since we spoke, I have read the whole book, so like the, all of the words that I've written, um, and I have gone back and done like a really pretty good edit. Like I've, I've gone back and really sort of changed quite a bit and added some stuff in. So some of the word count that I've added in is actually adding kind of some colour and flavour to existing chapters and, just, you know, joining things together a bit better now that I've sort of figured something else out down the track. So I don't, I'm not sure how many words that would kind of account to, but I reckon a few thousand have been mm. sort of adding, not really new storyline, but sort yeah. of better context. Um, and then, I don't know, you know, the rest of the balance is all just new chapters. Um, and I've got one chapter that's out of order. So I've written one chapter that's in the future of the book, like, you know, I don't know, maybe at the last quarter mark, just because I started thinking about it and I was like, oh, that's, that's how I want that scene to kind of play out. So I will have to change that chapter, I'm sure, yep. a lot because obviously there'll be what different linking yeah, points. But at least I've kind of got the the dialogues all down and because it's a big fight, it was sort of fun to just write it. Like yeah, I've got the bones it. down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I am a big editor as I go. Like I've always edited sort of as I've written and often I find that, you know, if I sit down to write, I'll read the chapter I've written most recently and then kind of go from there. So I do tinker with it as I mm. go. Um, I think it's good. Like for me, it just helps to like warm up my thinking, yeah. I suppose. And, um, I get into like a good um, energy, I think, from reading it and then it's sort of like, right, oh, yep, this is what happens next. So, yeah, I, I'm, I do play around a lot with it as I write it and then 
I mean, you know, it, it'll depend a bit with this book where I get to, but I think um, I will often then also do one big printout, one big edit at the end, and then I'll also play it to myself using that audio function on Word. Yeah, I remember you are saying that, yeah. yeah that's quite good because I don't really sit there and, like, watch it and listen to it, but I might just have it on and then every now and again I'll be like, oh, hang on, that sounds funny. And it's quite a good way to just check that it's, making sense when someone else reads it out mm, so that's like quite that. good. yeah it's just a different way to edit and you know what it's like when you're trying to proofread and you, you skip over the same mistakes because you made them I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> you read what you want to see there not what's yeah. actually there so what that's have been right. the main uh, main challenges these last three weeks I think Trying to, I mean, my look, I always really struggle to understand if my book's boring or not. And my, my main, like, if I've ever shown anything to a friend or, you know, even editors, I'm like, just, is it boring? Because I get worried that it's boring. And I think that's probably a bit because, you know, you get to a point where you know what happens and then you've reread it three times. And I'm like, I think it's a bit boring, but I can't tell if that's just because I'm bored with it or it is actually boring. <laughs> so there's, I, I'm, I sort of am at a point where I'm like, am I explaining too much? Am I not explaining enough? You know, am I going on too much about some of this stuff? And because this is back in first person and back um, in Gem with Gemma again, my main character from the other three books in the series, um, there's, you know, there's always that fine balance between explaining a bit of the backstory um, because you can't just sort of assume everyone's read all the other three books, but not yep. over explaining each one. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I don't tend to, I mean, I, I know some series do that full sort of recap <laughs> section at the start where it's kind of like, here's all the context from previous books and in this weird, neat paragraph. I'm tending to kind of be a bit more referencing some things, explaining some things a bit more because they're a bit more relevant, only throwaway references to others. Yeah. So it's it's always a bit tricky, I think, to know if it's coming off in a way that's artificial. Yeah. Forced, yeah, yeah. too forced or something sort of stilted I think it's okay but you know that's I think where editors really play a good objective role because they are better at sort of deciding if that mm. is feeling a bit weighed down yeah um so that's probably been a bit tricky um because at the end then, of the day it's a standalone as well like obviously it's part of the series because it's the same character but you can just pick it up and not have read the other three that's right and I think I mean generally speaking the crimes in my books are very standalone. Yep. You know, they're not linked and they're sort of self-contained mysteries and you could hopefully enjoy that mystery without even, you know, Gemma's the vehicle if that's all you're reading the book for. Mm. But because there's these other threads to the plot and there's subplots and things that are much more kind of linked to her, if you don't have some of the context, I guess that would probably fall a bit flat or like there'd be less emotional impact. So it's kind of just explaining enough to go, oh, that's why that's so significant, yep. you know, for her, that makes sense. And that's why she's behaving like that. Okay, cool. I understand that. So it's, it's just trying to gauge that is a bit, I don't, I mean, I'm not really stressed about it at this point, but I'm mindful of it a little bit. Um, and then I think, look, as always is hard is just the, um, when you do get to a point where there is sort of three ish storylines, maybe four, <laughs> even though there's still one big storyline, like I absolutely start to go, oh, hang on a minute. All right, where am I here? It's almost <laughs> like finding, 
my orientation in my own story and every now and again going, uh, I feel like I haven't thought about this plot point for a while. Like, is there enough of that one kind of coming through? Where did I leave that piece of info? It's sort of just you start to have to be the orchestra sort of conductor and you realise that you've created like a bit of a mess and it's like, oh, I have to navigate this mess now even though I made it. It's a funny relationship, I guess, you start to have with a manuscript at about this point. Mm. So that's that a, starts- that's, Yeah, that's a structural thing too, right, because you kind of then have to think about when you're bringing back those threads and you get your main one and then how often do you then touch back with that different thread? Yeah, and that's I love I think for me probably it's the most rewarding uh, part of the process like it's the most challenging but it's the most rewarding thing to have achieved and so it's the thing that you know you look back and think I would never do that again like if you know if that file was deleted not writing that book ever again (laughs) probably I couldn't write it again you know it's dead to me Um, but um yeah, it is also the thing that if you get it right and you do pull it off to some extent, you you feel very sort of satisfied because it is just really hard. Mm. Um, so I'm already, I reckon, I, I sort of feel like I've got probably 10,000 more words worth of content and idea and then I think I'm going to have to then do what I always do and sit back and go, okay, I've actually lost control of my own story. <laughs> what is the story that I am trying to get to the end of and sort of almost remind myself, right, how's it played out so far? I mean, this is where I should use Scrivener, right, and I don't, but this is, you know, so I do Post-its and things and try to kind of work out what the hell is going on. And honestly, I actually, I've said this to you before, I'm sure too, but I don't think that Post-it process is helpful at all except that it just gives me time to actually figure out and procrastinate enough that I go, (laughs) okay, like, that's what I was trying to do. So it's like thinking music time mm. that I present something constructive with. And I love looking at other people's Scrivener, um, but for myself I feel like it doesn't work either. <laughs> it doesn't no. work with my brain. No, and I said, like, it's funny too because, you know, at work my job is very about schedules and plans and timelines and milestones and, I'm, you know, like I, I'm quite like, good in that world. And it definitely, you know, my brain works that way and I'm very trained to work that way. But for some reason with this writing piece, it just, I, I don't seem to be able to quite um, organise everything neatly in that way up front. Hmm. So especially not the first part of the book. Like I think I'll probably get to a point where I need to go, okay, what are all the sort of things that need to get resolved? It almost becomes like a list as opposed to a plan. It's like mm-hmm. all these things that are not clear. If I was a reader, I'm going to need to know, you know, who who killed that person, who did that, who said that, who's secretly friends with who. Like it's sort of that list of un- unresolved things. Yeah. And I just kind of work through the list and make sure I don't forget anything, I guess. But <laughs> Um, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, this book's got um, a lot of familiar characters in it from the previous books, which is which is helpful. Like I know those characters now and I kind of know um, it's quite funny actually. It's like, oh, yes, I remember that person. You know, she behaves like this and she <laughs> say something funny and it's like it is funny how you can kind of go, oh, yeah, I can put her there because she's good in that sort of situation. It's quite odd. Um, but there's also heaps of new characters 
and it's trying to sort of get a grip on them in this familiar world. Um, and also I'm kind of dreading this, but I'm going to have to do it, I think. I, I'm going to have to read the books or at least some parts of the books again that I've already written because I've already got a few bits in the manuscript where I'm like, did that you know, happen? <laughs> yeah. Was that, did that person have a sibling or not? And I need to check that because I actually can't remember. Mm, um, that's that, interesting. That's right. Yeah, and some of it's really important for the story. So the other day I was like, oh, I've set this thing up that I think is right, but I actually need to go back and check that because oh. I can't remember. Yeah, that's so, hard work, um, isn't it? <laughs> but it's me. Like yeah. it's me I'm checking and then because you've also edited all those books a million times, like I've changed things. That yeah, were that's right. There and I, I, you know, I have actually lost track of exactly some of the finer details of, you know, certain people's little stories and things. So it's a, it's very odd. <laughs> and you'll get that one reader who says, no, that character does not have a sibling or whatever, and then it's all over. Absolutely. I, I had this, this is just a side note, but it's funny. I had an email from a um, reader this week that was really lovely and said that they really loved one of my books. And then she said, I would just really like you to explain the plot to me though. I just have a few, I'm just not quite sure exactly of, of, around something that happened. And I was like, I can't even, like, I can't even do that for me. <laughs> so I, I need to respond and sort of say, I just don't think you have to be a bit more specific because I just don't, I don't think that's a request for me right now. <laughs> I don't remember what I wrote. You just have to say, look, now that it's out in the world, it belongs to you. You know, my art now belongs to you. So whatever it means to you, that's correct. <laughs> it's a gift. It's a gift to you. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like they, I mean, you do sort of spend so much time, so much time with this um, piece of writing and then, you know, once it's out, it's done and you technically don't want to ever read it again. And then yeah. when you write a series, you're like, oh, my God, I actually have to. Like, how awful. That's only 300,000 words you've got to go through. It's not much at all. <laughs> I just was, like, looking at some of the books the other day and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a 10 minutes task. And it's quite kind of, I don't know, not very pleasant. But then I think maybe it will be helpful too to sort of really make sure that, yeah. I, I don't know, completely changed writing styles somehow and it just, <laughs> just sounds crazy or something so I think I remember Jack Heath in his series for yeah it was for the hangman series he actually put on Twitter can anyone remember what I did with this character in the first book <laughs> so, maybe I could, crowd, do, a I call, could yeah, do a call out yeah. get the fans to do it for you <laughs> although I don't know you gotta make sure they're trustworthy <laughs> I mean, this is the problem with everyone interpreting things in such yeah, a yeah. unique and special way these days. Like, I don't <laughs> That's so funny. Like completely different interpretations of fact. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't – I'm hoping to avoid doing any reading of the previous books for a good little while yet. Mm. But you know, at some point in that kind of editing process, I, I really it's need have to, to happen. Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. So besides the 15,000 words, which is a massive win, what were the other wins? Were there any more wins? Um, not really. I think re like reading the whole manuscript again, um, well, the manuscript I've written so far, that was good because I think I felt like, okay, it's it feels like it's making sense. This is good. You know, I like some of the chapters I quite like, so that's nice. 
Um, and because it's been, you know, I started this manuscript in 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time. So, I mean, I've never taken this long to write a book. So I think that's been quite nice to have that big break, come back, read these 25,000 words and and feel like, yes, this still is a good idea. Like I'm always, you know, is this a good idea? And I feel like, yes, I think this premise is still strong um, and it feels like, you know, unique, which is always good for a crime book. Um, it's got something a bit different about it. Oh, that was the other thing I did do. Yes, I did have a, a win. Um, I wrote the blurb. Ah, that's tough. Yes, but I really like writing the blurb and I never, ever write the blurb like at the start because mm-hmm. I just don't know enough to do that. But I felt like I had enough um, story done now that I'm like that, you know, the premise is normally what the yeah, blurb that's is. Great. It's not like the outcome. So I wrote the blurb and it's really short. You know, so it's easy to write in the sense that it doesn't take long. But I, I read that a few times and I was like, yes, that's what I'm trying to do. So that's good. Um, so that felt quite. That's a win, uh, for sure. Yeah, that felt quite pleasing. Um, but it, I don't know, it's been a funny, it's been a good couple of weeks writing because um, I have managed to write around work in a relatively healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been busy at work, uh, but I haven't been travelling too much. So that's probably helped quite a bit, whereas the next couple of weeks I've got quite a bit of travel. So, mm-hmm. Can you ride on a plane? Yeah, I can, but it's like, you know, it's quite Quick. short. It is, yeah. yeah. The so. Sydney to Melbourne trip particularly. By the time you can get your laptop out because you can't have it out yeah. when there's seatbelt signs on, you've probably got a good 40 minutes and that's all you've got. Yes, and that just like maybe if it's a work day, then I'd, I'd be doing work, work anyway. Yeah, so. sure. Um, oh, you know, we'll see how that goes. But I, I have felt like the last few weeks have been a good mix of writing and not being too lazy, like, you know, being quite yeah. strict with myself and kind of going, hey, Sarah, you've got a, a night where you don't really have to do any work tonight. Everything's fine. I'm you know, not doing anything and I will sit down and, and write. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously there's been times where I could have written and I didn't, but I feel like I've thought but about That's good things. too. Like, you know, you need that time as well. Yes. So it's mm. been like, yeah, it's been quite a good mix of, um, of getting into a bit of a rhythm and obviously mm. I mean, need to get into a rhythm if I'm going to finish this book um Mm. year so that's been that's been important um so yeah it's been it's been good and I'm just doing some maths here and look I might I might can be completely wrong but if you finish like it's heading towards the end of July if you get to 50,000 words by the end of July then you've got five months to write 50,000 more and then that's 10 a month and two and a half a week so that's probably manageable Yes, I think I think it <laughs> it does seem manageable. So yes, but I know life gets in the way, you know, because two and a half thousand words doesn't sound like a lot of week, but we know it is because all the other stuff gets in the way. And if you're editing yeah. as you go along, but I don't think it's I don't think it's too over. It's definitely doable depending on what happens in the world and your life. <laughs> yes, I think you know for me the the big thing with work and you know like I said last time I get asked this all the time how do you fit both in and it's just the reality is some weeks I sort of don't like some weeks really hard like if I've got a pitch on and I'm working all day and then I am working you know into the night at works uh, for work projects it's virtually impossible to sort of switch modes and sort of I don't know start writing at 10 p.m yeah um so it, it will depend a little bit on just 
everything that happens in that part of my um, life. But yes, in theory, I think it's fine. And you know, what I'm hoping is that I'll have weeks like the last few where I can lean in and kind of over index. Yeah. So then, if there's weeks that are just impossible, then I don't be have okay. to. Yeah. yeah, and, and so, you should never feel, I think we do have a bit of a culture of feeling guilty whenever we have downtime, but I actually think it's really important for us, you know, like I'm, yeah. as you know, I'm pretty busy as well, but sometimes when I have a night off and I've planned to do something productive, I'll sit and watch, you know, seven episodes of Parks and Rec. And I'm like, you know what? I'm so glad I did that because that was really good for me to just to sit there on the lounge and just, you know, turn your brain off and have a laugh. So I don't think we ever should feel guilty about taking no. that time out and thinking, oh, we should be doing this, we should be doing that. Because I think you need that mental space to then be able to do all the things. That's right. It's And I don't I don't really ever feel guilty, actually. I'm pretty good at oh, it's good. managing that. But it's kind of just more, um, it, may, it means that when I do find time to write, I try to really make the most out of yep. it. And so I, I sort of, I'm, I can definitely procrastinate up until the point of when I choose to sit down and kind of get there yeah. but once I'm doing that I am pretty good at being like okay I'm let's, here now yeah let's I don't even have really a word count target it's just like let's just write and get that word count up um, and get onto a bit of a roll and if you get stuck on one sentence jump ahead to the next one I have a lot of yellow highlighting with <laughs> more here little dot 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 you know but that's fine because mm. I find the, the the best thing for writing is writing yep like once I'm writing, I'm actually, you know, quite quick, but also just it's like it generates, um, it's the best way for me to get ahead of myself and almost feel like I'm trying to keep up with my own thoughts. Mm, so yeah, sure. I have to write and that's the key. I think. Do you so, think about writing when you're not writing or is your head too full of work and all the other things you have to do? Like do you think do. about plot lines and think, oh, you know, when I sit down I've got this idea? Yeah, I do. And sometimes it's like, funny little things that will trigger, I don't know if it triggers a thought or mm. if I'm already thinking about it and it just suddenly kind of comes to the fore. But, yeah, occasionally. I wouldn't say it's obsess- obsessive. Um, you know, during the day I've got other things that I'm pretty sort of focused on. But, yeah, there'll be little moments or I might, it's often if I hear, I'll hear a conversation or hear a news story or I don't know, read an article or something and often I'll be like, oh, I know, I know what that person mm-hmm. says to that person and that's how that plays out. And it's not even as if what I'm reading is actually the same, you know, story. It's just something about that will make me realise how I need to frame what I'm trying to say. It's it's almost like uh, I find often reading for me is the other thing that really gets me into a good zone with writing, even though I could be reading a completely different genre of book that has nothing to do with my story, but it's it's like it unlocks better thinking for me. It's, mm. it's nice. So mm, absolutely, I think, I think reading is actually something that I never feel guilty about because I think if I'm reading, I'm sort of also writing in a weird sort of way. So it's a good investment of my time, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so we will speak within the next three weeks. So two to three weeks, we have quite um, busy schedules, but we fit it in. <laughs> And so we're looking at 50,000 words minimum and looking at how we push through the danger zone. Would that be right? Yeah. I, I feel like I probably need to start sending you sort of like evidence because imagine if I was just like, yeah, yeah, 
50,000 words and then everyone's like, oh, cool. And then I get to the end and go, oh, actually. Fraud. You're a fraud, complete fraud. You know, I never thought about getting evidence at all, Sarah, but now I want to see. No, I'm joking. I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a screen. I feel like it's a trust thing, same as Nano. You know, we, we sort of took screenshots of the little word count down the bottom, but we could have been writing anything. Um, yeah. But, no, it's a trust thing. I, I think I think we're good. I don't think I need evidence. Yeah, no, I do. I'll, I'll um, I'll, I'll get your evidence at some point. But I also, I also need to. I'm such a terrible um, like saver of all of my work. Like I, I have such a terrible like system. I don't have anything anywhere on the cloud. So I will also, I'll do that this week as well. Oh, please do, because you might come back in three weeks to go and back to zero. <laughs> and then you'll be like, you were a fraud. You made it all up. You didn't even write anything. And I'll be like, oh, God. no, because the um, I will see how um, distraught and angry you are. Yeah, of losing 50,000 words yeah look no one really knows how the cloud works but I hear it's good to put it in the cloud and if you lose it apparently someone will be able to find it in the cloud so hopefully that's yeah, that's cloud, what works the cloud hunters will find it up in the cloud so <laughs> I'll, I'll at least email it to myself I've actually yes. got to the point where I'm like surely if I email it to myself that's yes. the safest being in the cloud so I agree I agree yeah. with that I totally agree with that absolutely put on a drive or something email it to yourself you're good you're good. Fine. Do not fine. trust me or come to me for tech advice, by the way. So, <laughs> yeah, nor me. <laughs> well, well, that was, well, super impressed with 15,000. It's funny because, you know, I'm never going to ask you in between the times we speak what you've written because I want it to be a bit of a, you know, surprise for me as well. And I was thinking about wondering how you did and how the week was. So, 15,000 is super impressive um, for three weeks. I really look forward to seeing what happens next time we speak in episode three so thank you so much again for your time and um look forward to getting to the danger zone with you thanks sammy thank you 